You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Visit bpn.fm to discover more. Half hour. Hello and welcome to Half Hour, a theater entertainment podcast through Two Worlds Entertainment. I'm Richie. And I'm Jeff. And today we are here to bring you on a, we are here today to bring you a cool, updated, awesome, great conversation on the new Broadway comedy that we just saw titled Chicken and Biscuits on Broadway now at Circle in the Square Theater running until January So we're warning you now, if you don't want any spoilers on this play, this is a play that was live on Broadway in New York City. This is not a film. So if you don't want any spoilers, you should go check out this play at Circle in the Square Theater on Broadway uh, for the next few months that it's running. But we're warning you now, the spoilers are coming. You have been warned. (laughs) <laughs> all about this show. So <laughs> we saw this play last night. It was our, well, Six was our first musical back on Broadway. And Chicken and Biscuits is our first play mm-hmm. back on Broadway. No music. Well, there's a little bit of music <laughs> in there, which Some is kind of cool. Moments. Some fun moments. I had a little bit of singing. But <laughs> um, really, really wonderful thing. I'll just kind of go through a little bit here of the show. This is a play titled Chicken and Biscuits by playwright Douglas Lyons. Directed by Zalian Livingston. Hope I'm saying that correct. Um, a wonderful, awesome cast of people in this show. We had Cleo King playing Bonetta Mabry, Norm Lewis as Reginald Mabry, Michael Urie as Logan Leibowitz, Alana Raquel Bowers as Simone Mabry, Ebony Marshall Oliver as Beverly Jenkins, Einer Mizell as Latrice Franklin, Devere Rogers as Kenny Mabry, and Natasha Yvette Williams as Brianna Jenkins. And we know that this play is about a family going through family <laughs> things, as we love to see on the stage. Family drama, family comedy, some tears, some mm-hmm. laughter, a little bit of everything, which was really, really cool. What was your overall take just on the piece as a whole? What, what did you feel? What did you think? My overall take, well, I, I guess... <laughs> This was a. I was in a little bit of an interesting boat because I literally just came out of a family funeral myself, mm. and this show focused around a family who the grandfather B or Grandpa P B just passed away, mm-hmm. and everyone from all walks of the family are coming to celebrate his life. And for me, I was like, oh, this is touching home a little bit because I, we literally just put my grandmother. Um, we just had a celebration of life for my grandma. So I'm watching a lot of these things, and I I really liked what this play does for relating family to anyone in this world. You know, everyone has that main hierarchy person that kind of is there. And then who takes over that role after? And we find that Bonetta, who is uh, played by Cleo King, is kind of like that that perfect little daughter who wants to keep the family together and wants to make sure that everyone's doing it by the book. And Mm. I feel like everyone has that in their family. So I really liked watching this because I was like, she has a sister younger than her, who's a little bit of the rebel child. And then her daughter, the, the sister's daughter is, you know, she's just different than what her family construct does, you know, in, Bonetta's family, she has Simone, the daughter, who's like her. And it's like trickling down effect. But then she also has the son, Kenny, who's gay. So it's like, he's the problem in her eyes. And the sister 
of her is the problem and the daughter is the problem and she wants everyone to be perfect so i was like watching this i was like oh i have this in my family different (laughs) different it it almost it goes to show like it doesn't even matter what the your background is or what it's just every family goes through these things at two main events usually weddings and funerals which Mm -hmm. is when most families extended families get together and it was great to see some of the things that you can relate to maybe some of the things you can't relate to but some of the dramas that ensue over Mm -hmm. a funeral And and i think yeah my overall thing here was like that this play is extremely relatable for probably many people mm-hmm, and you have to mm-hmm. be open to something like that. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. What did you think? I thought it was really, really wonderful. I thought the audience seemed to really enjoy it. Um, I thought it was really nice to see this awesome piece of black theater where we have these, the most of the cast is, is black actors. We have a black creative team. I believe every single person on the creative team, the sound designer is the first black female sound designer on a Broadway show. Amazing, amazing things. And I thought that was a really, really great that on stage there was black culture references being made throughout that they were talking about. There was the Jewish references with the boyfriend. (laughs) There was gay references with the gay couple. There was different cultural references throughout. I really appreciated that. I thought it was a wonderful Show. I thought. I thought overall, it, it was a good length of time. I didn't think it was too long or too short. I thought the message got across really well, and I thought there was this. It ended in a way that was like, okay, this can have a part two because yeah. everybody's going to have now. You know, uh, Kenny and his sister Simone are going to have. They reconciled. They're going to have a better friend uh, relationship, brother, brother and sister relationship now. I hope, right? And Kenny and Logan are going to maybe get married because they talked about getting him proposing it. So there's like that. And, and the three sisters are going to know the third sister coming through. That was the big plot twist, big right? Plot twist. They're going to get to know their third sister now. And the, the mm-hmm. weight of that on Bonetta's shoulders won't be on her anymore for all those years. There's all these positive, um, even Norm Lewis character, Reginald, he's the new pastor of this church. Now he's got this whole thing ahead of him now where he's going to lead this congregation. Like everybody's got something going on. Even Latrice is going to have her mixtape coming out, right? So, like, everybody's got something coming up. And it was really cool to end the piece. Like, they can all gather. I always find that family meals, mealtime is a time of gathering, a time of discussing and talking and coming together. And it was nice that all these different people came together and the chicken and biscuits, which was what brought them together. The theme of that... The way it's titled the play, Grandpa B couldn't, they kept saying he couldn't cook it. He couldn't cook it, but he could eat it. <laughs> but he could eat and it. And he, maybe, he, and we do realize His famous that. famous chicken and biscuit. Yeah, and they come together to eat that at the end. I think there was a lot of symbolism there with like, he wasn't perfect. At the beginning of the play, they all thought their grandfather was this perfect person. And then they find out that he had another child. Mm-hmm. There was a lot of family drama with that. But right. he still was, you know, and, and he was passed on at this point. But now we come together. In other words, he couldn't cook the chicken and biscuits, but they all still ate it. Yeah, he wasn't a perfect person, but they still admired the fa- admired him and got together as a family and ate the meal that he so loved that they loved with him. I thought that theme of the food, the chicken and biscuits theme, the title of the play, how it came up throughout the play was really cool. Well, too. it's interesting because that kind of brings up the whole the family history in general and mm-hmm. how that played a role throughout mm-hmm. this whole play, and it was like. We have to accept our family, and sometimes we take our family's secrets to the grave with us. Mm -hmm. And I think some characters were doing that more than others in the show. Mm -hmm. And it kind of creates that cross between, like, you have a group of people who 
stand by the family and will do anything for the family and the family can do no wrong. And then you have the other group of family that are like, no, let's push boundaries and let's change the way that we've been doing things for so long. And it was really nice to kind of watch that those different dynamics between each um, couple who maybe have been speaking, not couple like male, female or male, male, a couple like the two sisters as a couple. What was the difference between the two of them? One of them was the rebel in quotes because she does does things differently than what Bonetta does. Um, or the sister and brother are very different. The sister follows the normal path. She wants to find the perfect black man to marry, to have the perfect life, and to have perfect kids. Whereas Kenny wants to push boundaries. Kenny wants to have a boyfriend because Kenny wanted to be seen for who he is. And I don't think the sister really got that. They needed to have a moment together to really be like, oh, you know, I'm a little bit more like you and you're a little bit more like me than we think. Mm -hmm. And it was like, he is dating a white guy. His name is Logan. So he's, and the sister can't understand why he's dating out of his race because she was hurt by her fiance and that fiance cheated on her with a white woman. So she now has issues with what's going on. And it wasn't just about the gay thing, right? Because the mother had a problem with the gay. It was also a race issue too. And I didn't think, in the first part of the show, it was like, okay, the mother, he's gay, and then he doesn't want to tell the mother, and the mother has a problem with it. And then there was this other problem. I was like, why is the sister also, she's younger, you know, you'd think she'd be more okay maybe with the gay relationship. And then it's like, no, it's not that reason. It's because of race too. It's like, oh, it's it's an interracial gay relationship. Mm -hmm. So it was interesting to see those different dynamics throughout the show. Because I don't think we ever really see it from that point Mm -hmm. of view. Mm -hmm. We We don't ever really see it in everyone's point of view of like, uh, why are you dating outside of your race or why are you doing this? And he, he put it into the best tone and it was like, no, Logan is the first person to see me for who I am and to show me love. Mm -hmm. That's a big, bold statement because Mm -hmm. that means he didn't receive love from his family Mm -hmm. except from his grandfather, right? which he had a hard time even getting that out because the grandfather told him like, I see you for who you are and just you know, be right, you. Right. But no one else really gave him that, that right. moment. So that was an interesting thing to watch, you know, and the sister, the sisters <clears throat> had, it was Benetta and it was uh, Beverly, right? Mm-hmm. They had their moment as well. They had more <clears throat> things in common that they remembered from their parents that they both never really realized because one dress is different than the other. Right. And it's interesting how we present ourselves on the outside, hold such a, powerful role than what we actually feel on the inside sometimes. So I think there's something to be said about that. We're more alike than we think Mm -hmm. as an audience watching this show, as a Broadway community, as a cast of characters, all representing different, that whole cast is representing different areas of living, different Mm -hmm. socioeconomic backgrounds, different sexual orientations, different races, different genders. Right. So, and all of that exists in one family. Right. You know? But it all exists in all of our families. Right. When you really think about it, we have all different people in extended families doing all sorts of different jobs, different things in their life, living in different locations, right? So it's really cool to see at the end, we can all still come together. And it may not be perfect, but we can understand that we're more alike than we think and we can go through some Right, because this is supposed to make you think a little bit that like your way of living is not the only way of living. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And sometimes I think we all think that. Yeah. And it's, and, and, yeah, I mean, listen, I thought, <laughs> I thought this play overall did a really nice job of bringing different emotions. I, I was really moved by the hallelujah moment yeah. at the end when, 
she was trying, they were, her, they were trying to tell us, her sister, Benet, um, Benetta, to say it. And she, and then she broke down. Yeah. It was really emotional to see her break down. She was carrying so much tension, so much anxiety, so much nerve, so much pressure for so long to carry that. And for her sister to tell you, let that out. It's okay. For, for even Kenny to say that to his sister, let it out. It's okay. Um, there was, oh, there was this awesome, this also wonderful theme of take a deep breath. Yeah. And Reginald would say that to his wife. Kenny would say that to his sister, take a deep breath with me and breathe out. And how much better they felt after doing that. Multiple characters did that throughout. Of course. And, and, how, like can, and how can you learn from that other person? You know, Latrice was there to help Logan. Yeah. Latrice yeah. was there to be like, let it out right. in a different way. Right. You know, Logan wants to propose to Kenny. Right. So she was like, just do it. I see you. I'm here for you. And he needed to feel that from someone in the family. And she may have been the first to actually accept him into the yeah. family. Yeah. So it's like, there's a lot of cool things that are happening in that dynamic because sometimes I feel like we all sit in a, a on a, on a, on a pole where someone sits at the top and they feel like they need to hold it all together for mm-hmm. everyone. And mm-hmm. I really feel like that was what Benetta was doing in that, that moment where her sisters now, because she has two are telling her, let it go. We're all equal. We're all here to help each other grow and learn. And it was a beautiful message. It was really beautiful. There were some nice moments. And and at the same time, there were some really great comedy moments yes. too. That laugh out loud. I want to talk about a few of those comedy moments. One being, the constant uh, getting Logan's name wrong the whole time. I just thought that was so funny. I know it was kind of, at the end, he was very upset by it, you know, because no one really remembered his name. But it was so, it, in comedy, we know um, repetition mm-hmm. works in comedy. Doing something multiple times scattered throughout is funny. Yeah. We know that it's called comedy. There's a lot of times it's called comedy in threes. If something happens three times, it's like this magic number where it's funny every time. Sometimes if it happens less than three times or more than three times, it gets over or underdone. But three, the comedy of three is like the underwritten rule of like, you know, an unofficial rule of theater and playwright. So that was that happening. There was also, and, I, and it actually may have happened three times, the Mother Jones or Mother Brown. Yeah, I forget singing. who it was. Singing. Oh my God. I thought that was so funny. And, and I think that happened like three times. It was like the perfect amount of times we heard this voiceover of the woman in the choir loft singing. We couldn't understand what well, she was saying. Well, that's what was so funny about this show is like <laughs> a lot of things that we probably don't normally see in our everyday lives. Like being in a church, like a black church, where they have anyone get up to the mic and yeah. sing. They have anyone who wants to get up and speak. There's – and shouting out at different times. Yeah. Those are things that we don't normally see. And it's really great to see that that's a comedic aspect of life. But also it was know? a real – right. And like when um, Norm Lewis – I thought Norm Lewis's shining moment was when he – got up and started singing and speaking the Bible verse and was singing like there's Norm Lewis singing a little bit we haven't heard him singing in a while and just to see him doing that and they were all like yes yes and each I loved watching everybody during those sermons and stuff who was looking at who who was saying something it was very comfortable you could tell Mm -hmm. that cast is very comfortable with each other what they're doing and how they're saying and how they're moving across the stage and it's only been running a few weeks but I think they're going to get even more comfortable with each other as these audiences keep coming in and one of the best moments too in that when anyone was speaking it's like when someone doesn't know what to do Mm. so a perfect example is like when logan doesn't know what to do Mm. he does it at all the wrong time right 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 i thought that was funny too and how do we accept or how do they accept what he's doing and help him learn yeah you know that's a great 
part there. And Latrice, every time he says something, turns around and looks at him like, what are you doing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, and then she would just stare at him. And, and just it was stare like at the him. comedic I was like, timing oh on it was yeah, perfect because yeah. then she would turn to her mother after and be like, he's an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and, and that was really, yeah, I thought, I thought all these relationships were really flushed out. I didn't think anything was left undone or unsaid by the end. And it was a good piece. It was... I, I will say at times I felt that it was slightly clunky at times in terms mm-hmm. of transitions. We're in a world now where we see plays or musicals and it's all about the transition. You know, go back 50 years ago. It was like scene over, lights down, scene change happens, lights up. And <clears throat> we are like beyond that now because of automated stages and automated lighting moves and curtains coming in and out and things like that. I did feel because we had multiple scenic locales, hotel rooms, lift drivers, outside of church, inside of church, at the reception, I thought that personally from a directing standpoint, we could have transitioned some of them a little smoother. It was a little like, okay, scene over, wait, 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 next scene, scene over, wait. I thought that was a l- one or two times too many from my take. I yeah. thought we could have smoothed out some of the transitions just a little bit, um, especially since which could happen with like dialogue or dialogue or music or movement. There could have been some like I not not that this was a dance piece, but yeah, it could have moved. I understand with play a lot of times plays are one set. If you notice a lot of the plays we've seen last years, they're stationary one set. And this was one set. So this I, was one set I think, too. They I hear use what you're the saying. they use the lids of the benches really well. I thought it was a really smart way to show different locale. It took me an extra second to figure out where they were. So when I would listen, they say this hotel room I can't be smoking in or like. Oh, I need to pick up the phone in my house. Oh, now we're in her house. I definitely hear what you're saying, but that's also something that I kind of love in plays. Yeah. Because I like when you have to create the image. Oh, sure. And you have to, exactly. I mean, that's great. Exactly. I just thought the transitions in and out of each one, well, some of them are great. The funeral ones with carrying the casket in, carrying the table in like the casket, that was really smart. Yeah. I just thought a couple of them seemed a little clunky. And then I was like, oh, is this play maybe 10 minutes too long? Maybe if we tightened it up a little bit, the pacing, it could have felt a little bit more truncated. Just some of the, I thought the pacing of the funeral scene was good. And then at times, some of the dialogue scenes to me seemed to, to lack a little bit. I guess what I wonder if what they were going for is like the director's choice of having people leave through the audience. Yeah. Takes a while. Takes a while. Mm -hmm. But I also am wondering for audience involvement, because I think there were many times where the audience should have been involved and could have been involved if we all knew what to do, Mm -hmm. then it makes sense to have the cast member leave through the theater because then you feel like you're part of them. Right. We're part of that church. Right. You know, we're part of that experience. So when people are speaking, we should be saying something. And I did hear people in the crowd saying yeah, things. And yeah. I really enjoyed that. It was cool. You know, and not everyone around me was doing it, but there were people that they do go to church and experience things like that. So they are saying it uh, as part of the show. Right. So I guess that's one of the things, like, if it's working, then leaving through the audience makes sense. Because then you're a little bit distracted. You're watching where the actor's yeah. going after and what are they doing. Well, because you're in the round. So you're distracted a lot more than in a proscenium style, right? Mm-hmm. I also so, thought that the set design was really great. The lit up windows on the side of the walls of the auditorium were wonderful. I thought yeah. that was really great. Um, I definitely thought the set was um thought out and i did the stained enjoy glass the, the lighting yeah the lighting, the lighting was, was really great nice. the sound was great the music coming in and out i thought that was it almost thought i almost thought was there a live 
band or orchestra oh, yeah. here at times. There were a few funny moments moment. with some of the sounds too, because it was used to just drive mm. that show a little yeah. bit more and give it that theatrical um, comedy that you yeah. sometimes yes. see. Like I actually think this would work really well as a movie. Yeah, very yeah. Um, like Tyler Perry style mm-hmm, movie, Medea's mm-hmm. Family Reunion. Yeah, or, I, I had a lot of moments in this show for that, which was fun to watch. It was also great. I thought the costumes were great. I loved seeing the difference in the costume design between Benetta's and Beverly, yeah. and then just the simplicity of Brianna. How these three sisters were so different and in their in their looks. I, th- I love Benetta's. Dress. I thought, even though the wig and makeup and hair design were really, really smart, really wonderful. And I thought that was really, really great. Um, I will also say that the floor was stained glass and it was different tiered. Yeah. And I kept worrying so much. I would see Cleo King's character <laughs> take baby steps around. And I think it was a character choice, but it might have also been like she was nervous to fall. I kind of had this feeling the whole time like, they would step down and step up and say, it was like three steps down to then get back up. And at any point I was kind of like, Oh my God, I hope someone doesn't fall. Like there's so, but it was like a circular step leveled stage. And it wasn't like one level was black and one level was white and one level was blue. And one level, it was like all the stained glass. <laughs> I was just at times like, Oh, it's a beautiful design. But as an actor doing that eight times a week, I would be a little nervous. Like I'm going to mm-hmm. fall. Or so, cause then, cause the audience, you fall, you're falling into the front row, you know? Um, but little things like that. I thought overall the design was wonderful. It, it was a nice, it was a really nice play. It was a fun night out. It was a comedy and it was poignant and it was touching. Yeah. I, I do. I think we're sitting in a line right now between like what's old theater and what's new theater. And I really like seeing, some new stuff coming to Broadway. It's really great. We have so many Broadway houses on um, Broadway. So it's like we have the old revivals of musicals. We have the new works of musicals. We have the old plays that come and we have the new plays. And I think this is Broadway moving in the right direction of having different things come during a season. We don't need 10 revivals of a play. We don't need 10 revivals of a musical they're all they, there's a space for everything, but I think like watching a comedy like this on a Broadway stage is perfect for the time. Yes, it is, and especially since there's not the many. Future. There's not many right no, now, it's not and many. any plays coming are dramas. A lot of times, these plays that come are serious plays. But I will tell you something: when I think of successful Broadway comedies, I think of "You Can't Take It With You." Yeah. I think of "Noises Off," and now I think of this. Yeah. I put this right up there with those shows. When we saw James Earl Jones a few years ago in "You Can't Take It With You," we were hysterical laughing. Mm-hmm. When we saw no- "Noises Off" a few years ago, the Roundabout revival, hysterically laughing. I'm watching this and I'm laughing out loud i think this is the next there's some golden age amazingly funny neil simon-esque style comedies that don't come to broadway a lot or they do limited runs with stars sometimes this was just a really great comedy that goes up there with those greats of comedy it's nice to see broadway comedy and i also in a play form yeah and i also find with plays plays have an interesting spot on broadway because i feel like plays don't last forever no. What's a play that lasted a really long time? I mean, when you look at something like the play that goes wrong, that was a couple of years, and that was like a long time for a play. Right. Usually plays come in six, nine months, maybe a year, right. you know? But for the sake of getting a lot of new work on the stage, plays should set themselves up to have three really great months or four really great months on the stage, have a really great moment, and then tour the show. Right. This play should tour oh it totally should this plays right should be out to all the community theaters after and i think that's the direction that broadway needs to go this should be filmed and put on 
a Broadway network. Yes, or a Netflix, Hulu, Amazon. Get it out to the masses. Mm-hmm. Let people watch something like this. And then let someone like Tyler Perry watch it and get those film rights to it and go do a film right, production of it, it. Because this and work, put work, this cast in it. Yeah. Because I can't stand sometimes how you have these amazing casts on stage and little to none of them are considered for the play yeah. or the movie, rather, or vice versa. Like, use these awesome people who are... I think literally at least half of this cast made their Broadway debut. Almost all of this cast made their Broadway debut. Right. Put them into a new into a film version of this or tour it. Keep it, you know, I know it's a limited run. I know it's running till January. And hopefully some tourists are coming into town at the holidays, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah time, New Year's. Let people come in, Kwanzaa, let people come in during these holidays and come see it. And I find like that this is kind of like what we're talking about in Broadway right now is like what happens after mm-hmm, with mm-hmm, a show. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. it Broadway shouldn't be the end all. Yeah, and yeah. I think we should be setting this up to make this more accessible to everyone around the world. And how do we do that? I think that's the conversation we really need to start yeah. having, especially in the play space, because there's so much out there that's great, mm-hmm. and it makes you think. This is a think piece, whether some people will say it is or not. And I think that's something that many people should experience. Yeah. And how do we do that? Right. You know, so I longer, think that's lengthy a conversation for sure. Right. So, oh, oh it's oh. time now <laughs> to go. We have to get to our places call. So we're going to wrap this up here. Speed minute. Overall thoughts. Go. My overall thoughts is I find that this show <clears throat> was perfect in the sense that this show leaves everyone on a path to new possibilities. Every relationship in that um, show, whether it was Benetta, Beverly, and Brianna coming together as sisters and defining what that relationship is going forward, whether it's Simone and Kenny's relationship as brother and sister and how do they move forward with respecting each other, whether it's Logan and Kenny's relationship, whether it's Logan and Benetta's relationship, because we even had a little bit of clarity at the end there that she was finally welcoming him into the family and reginald what is reginald's future as pastor of that church now because he is taking over from his father-in-law i just like that it leaves you not knowing what's going to happen and that there are new possibilities for each character and a little bit of closure as well there's definitely closure but you don't know tomorrow they could be fighting (laughs) i like the fact like any family family, (laughs) it it just sets itself up to not have perfection but that they're on a path mm-hmm. to new possibilities. Yeah. Yes, I agree with that. I think overall, I thought this was touching. It was funny. It was a wonderful piece of, of, of theater. It's exactly what Broadway needs right now in many ways. Yeah, It's comedy. It's black theater. It's a wonderful story. It's a comedic story. It's a serious story as well. It's a little bit of everything. It's important. And more things need to be seen on the stage like this. More thing. Let's keep getting this out. Let's keep getting these these wonderful design teams and these casts who are all making most of them making their Broadway debuts. Let's get them to their second Broadway show. Let's get them to their third Broadway show. Let's get and then on those shows, let's get more Broadway debuts in, right? And let's keep doing this. I think comedies, plays are important on Broadway. Let's get them in there and let's get people to see them and and have a great night out at the theater. Overall, I would say this is a really really wonderful show, and I would recommend a lot of people go see this for sure. For sure, and I think people should see it. Mm-hmm. Don't be turned off by something that you're afraid of or not sure what it's going to be. 
take a chance on something new mm-hmm. and experience it. If you're deciding whether you're going to go see Wicked for the 10th time right. or you want to go see something new, see something right. new and support new teams and new works because yeah. that's what's important and that's yeah. what's going to make Broadway work in the future. Yeah, yeah exactly. You have you to know? keep, oh, right. The, the things that sit there for five or 10 years in Broadway are also great Yeah. if you're going to go see those in addition to some of the new stuff. It's important. Right. Got to see a little bit. You can see Wicked. I'm not saying you can't, <laughs> right. but you know this is right next right. door. Right. So. Yes, exactly, right? <laughs> Anyway. Uh, well, listen, we hope you all enjoyed listening today. I hope you all get to go check out this show if you haven't already. Um, uh, if you want to listen to this first, then go see it. You want to go see it and listen to this. But regardless, we hope that you enjoyed listening to us today. Make sure you follow us on Instagram at Half Hour Podcast for the latest on our posts. So you could comment and engage and see what we're doing with our podcast. We have many episodes now out about some of the movie musicals that we've seen, some of the plays and musicals that we've seen and are about to see. We have some things coming up for you all. What's our next show after? This. We're going to see Hades Town next. Town. So we have our next podcast will be all about Hades Town. We haven't seen that, and we I didn't know. see that pre-pandemic. So we're really excited to see that. That'll be our next episode. So make sure you tune into that as well. And like I said earlier, go on Instagram, follow us at Half Hour Podcast, and go follow us, like, post, engage, all those great things. So until next time, signing off for now. I'm Richie, and I'm Jeff, saying ta-ta. Bye. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.